Good people of Los Angeles, welcome to another episode of the FCFC FSA FSA pod. We have in the backyard tonight an awesome mother, a son you may know, uh, Stelmo Orozco, Rich Orozco. They visit us in the back. We talk about our podcast, which is like the most we've ever talked about our own podcast on the podcast. She gave us way too many compliments. It was fun. If you want to bask in the compliments the way we basked in the compliments, you got that to look forward to. We talk about, you know, Young Rich, as as you may have heard in his interview before, and we talk about a little bit about football culture and the way Los Angeles was uh, a couple decades back. Slim, do you want to hit him with the warning? Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the backyard of Dweezy's place at Expo Park. There are helicopters flying, cars driving by, dogs are barking, and I didn't cuss very much this week because Rich's mom was giving me the side eye and I got scared. <laughs> so, if you're around children <laughs> and you're around your work and you shouldn't be listening to profanity, there's only like two to dodge in here. <laughs> but I still have to cuss one time. You assholes, you <laughs> sons of bitches. FCFC. Hey, FCFC pod where two scholars and dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. I am your host Slim. Seated across from me is my co-host Big Dweez. Yep. And to my left, my other sexy counterpart, Big Josh Sexy Spice. Hello. How you doing today, sir? I'm all right. All right. Okay. And our new co-host, if you guys haven't noticed, uh, Mr. Richard Roscoe is in the backyard today. I'm in. He's in. <laughs> and... <laughs> We say that Rich Orozco, I, you know, you can say that he he helped birth the North End. So we brought the birther of the birther <laughs> into the backyard Birther today. theory, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Birthception right here. Shout out to the birther. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. That was the first self shout out. Hell yeah. Okay, let's go. Thelma Orozco is in the backyard today. Yay. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining me today. Long time coming. There you go. I know. We've been, we've been talking about this one for a while. Do you have your sponsor yet? We're working on it. Yeah, yeah well, that's why we have so many different types of alcohol, because uh, no alcohol has claimed us yet. Well, expect to hear from ARP tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Changing demographics. Right? That's good. Hey, that's if we can kill. tap into the ARP community, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, we, we're trying to get as far up as we can right now, so we'll see what happens. Our voter registration just went to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah, we, we got to do it. First football memory first memory of this sport as a listener you've probably heard a lot of people with a lot of answers what's i have a feeling it might be this guy over here kicking the ball for the first time well this is going to be one of the few times you're wrong Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. um there you go i'm sure there'll be more that's than where a few. I go like this right yeah mike oh <laughs> mike drop damn we need to <laughs> play yourself I mean. we need a soundboard she's already ahead of us and like <laughs> where we should be in production <laughs> for those 
who can't be here with us, she just did a mic drop. <laughs> and Dewey's face. Let's go. All right. So um, had you asked me this five years ago, I would have said in 1968, um, this good-looking Mexican guy who had a great job and drove a 1967 Chevy mm. Impala asked me if I liked football mm. so I'm not dumb and I said sure <laughs> so he invited me to a game and it turned out to be on August 1 1968 Rams versus Saints at uh, Angel Stadium that was football <laughs> through and through and it worked uh-huh. because 50 years later you know, I'm still married to that same guy. So. Hey. Shout out 50 years yeah, to the Roscoff so, right Roscoff. So you have to do what you work. have to do to make it work. So <laughs> anyway. So then um, going fast forward to 1980s, um, we lived in Seattle. We traveled. Uh, we moved a lot. Not a lot. We moved to four different states because of my husband's job. And we were in Seattle. And up until that point, none of our kids had played any sports. So uh, Rich, my husband Richard uh, volunteered to coach a soccer team for Rich's younger brother, Philip. Mm-hmm. And he had never played soccer, never coached soccer. We're in Seattle, it's always raining. I mean, it made no sense for him to volunteer. <laughs> and he did, and uh, being the Richard that he is, um, he had convinced the little guys to name their team the Devastators. Devastators. And needless to say, needless to say, the Devastators never won a game. <laughs> and um, and That's it was just fun because uh, the goalie would cry every time they mm-hmm. scored, and that would be Rich's younger brother, Phil. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. And kids were running in the wrong directions, and sure, and that was it. And so, but then now. It's LAFC, mm-hmm. and the, this is where you start to whine. The best memory was the Seattle trip. I already know you went to the wedding, and it didn't work out for you. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Seattle Sound! It didn't work out for it you. It didn't huh? work out. Too much information. <laughs> Samless in Seattle. Yeah. So oh, um, it was just it was just amazing. I had uh, no preconceived, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Um, and uh, all the, our whole family was there. And when I say that, I mean our niece, a couple of niece, a niece, and a couple of nieces and nephews, and of course my kids and my daughter-in-laws and my grandkids. And we were really there just to celebrate Rich. We had yeah. no idea. Well, I had no idea that I was there to celebrate the opening of this team. Mm. Um, so you know, there's no greater joy for me than to be under the same roof with my kids and my family. So. Yeah. And I thought we were just having fun, and what we landed up doing was making some awesome memories that uh, are just going to live forever. And it goes back to, um, I'm not very adventurous. I live vicariously through my kids, (laughs) and that's fine with me. So, you know, here I found myself in Seattle going to a bar in the middle of the night with all these people in black and gold. Yeah, Thelma, let's go! Right? And, uh, and my grandkids were with me, and I'm thinking, okay, this can't be right. You know, I have my grandkids at this bar. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we, were, um, we went to that uh, gum wall, and we put up LAFC on the gum wall. That they defaced the Seattle gum wall. I love nice. it. I She's admitting it now. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Real hooligan stuff the next right day there. And it wasn't there, you know, so somebody uh-huh. heard about that. And, uh, 
And uh, I met I met people. I didn't realize then that I was meeting people that I was going to stay in touch with for quite a while. And yeah. this kind of sounds cliche-ish because all of you have said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And, uh, for example, I met uh, my one of my favorite seatmates, and that would be uh, Diego Heming- Hemingway. Uh, he's known Rich forever. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with him when I met him and we just had this time together and and then I remember meeting at the bar this kid from I say kid because I'm old but this young man that's from Australia that he still comes to uh, yeah 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 oh man I remember wild. asking him why are you here <laughs> you know like he really traveled from and that made zero sense to me right <laughs> and then come to find out on one of your podcasts after you did uh football Carla yeah I realized that Carla when we were leaving Seattle there was this young lady standing next to me and I started talking to her and she told me she had traveled by herself and again my question was why <laughs> why would you do this and and it turns out that it was uh, football Carla ah. the, the, the Ro- FCFC Rogues Gallery and you met them all in Seattle right yeah, there yeah so That's um, incredible. yeah so that uh that is the first. Those are some uh, great. Those are some great ones, across the board. <laughs> I think. So I met your dad. I met Elder Rich Papa that night at the bar. He's not a junior. Seattle. He's not. Rich is not a junior. Okay. We just back in the day there were no ultrasounds yet, uh-huh. so we didn't know we were having two, and I we had four days to decide on uh-huh. a name for uh-huh. the second one because I already knew the first one was going to be Michael. And then it was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? <laughs> Rich is good enough. And we gave them both the first, the same middle names because we were definitely in shock. So, yeah, so just Richard. Richard and Rich. Richard and Rich. Well, no ultrasound gag. Richard, I do remember meeting him that night at the bar. So I wonder if I met you that um, night. But I was I the one dancing on the tables. Oh. Hey. Oh, that's probably why we didn't get a chance yeah. to, to, to meet. No, me. Yeah. But did that dawn on you that time? I mean, now I just heard the, the beautiful story about your first football memory growing up, but um, y'all had roots in Seattle in soccer with 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 uh, Richard coaching, and now down the line you can have this kind of full full circle effect where you see your son as part of a, this this organization, the club that is playing on you know Seattle's sacred ground over there, and they and we won. Like, yeah. Did you did you feel that the impact of the moment as the game was going along, or as you were marching up, or is that still like in the, there? The I didn't even relate those two. Uh-huh. You know, like I just separate everything from our lives. Had nothing to do with LAFC. I didn't have any connection. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, living in Seattle was just living in Seattle. And but the club, when we did our that trip there, then it kind of dawned on me what is happening. Because mm. I'm not a believer. Right. It, I take a. Um, Rich is often right, which is really sad. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, and you know you 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 guys know him, so you know that if he, it's easy to jump on his bandwagon because he's very convincing. Yes, <laughs> yep. He is. And I used to I probably shouldn't say this, but I used to uh, describe him as uh, he's kind of like my used car salesman. <laughs> the difference is is that he would not sell you a lemon. Mm. Gotcha. That's but you got to get that car. You need that car, Get that car. But you will leave with the car. Yeah. That's all there is to it. And if, and if something That's goes incredible. wrong, trust me. You know, if something goes wrong, he'll take care of it, but you, you will not leave without a car. Mm-hmm. So we're all there, and, uh, you know, I see my conservative, again, it was all of us, right? And my daughter in laws are pretty conservative. Um, 
So I see my girls all in uh, black and gold and beanies. It was colder than all get-go, right? Yeah. And, they're, and they're, I have pictures of them with their fist pump, fist pumps uh. and coming in with all those people. Those people. You know, to me, it was those people. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know who those people were, but they were really scary. <laughs> The they, they had drums and that and march the, was hot. That yeah, march was and, then, the heat. and I'm sure that there were a few grizzly bear looking motherfuckers. Yeah, and in she there. had never seen anything like that. That's I'm gonna I want a, something to put a nickel in every time he says the f bomb. <laughs> <laughs> It'll pay for one of my grandkids' college uh, education. You have, you have no idea. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, you see the Seattle fans uh, lined up watching us, and again. Doesn't take much to freak me out, and I'm looking. I'm going, oh my gosh, we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> we're never going to get out of here alive. So then, you know, you go to the game, and it's raining, and we're sitting there. And how many thirty-two were they already called the thirty-two? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. How many were there? Two, three hundred in Seattle. Four, four hundred plus. Four hundred. Yeah. Okay. Well, in comparison to now, it was a small group. Well, it was the first away trip, <clears throat> and they were so. I mean, they were as exuberant as they are now. It's just tenfold. But um, but in the back of my head, it's always like, why are you here? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I know I'm here because my family's here. And and, um, and now I get it. I mean, it was a family from the very beginning, but right. nothing to compare to what you have now. So. Yeah. Oh, man. That was fun. Definitely. You know, I like hearing the stories because, as you guys all know, I wasn't there. But <laughs> yes, yeah. we've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> it's always great to hear the stories of it again. And you'll never be able to <laughs> be a part of that. I won't. So deal with it. Thank God for Instagram stories. You feel that knife, Sam? You feel that thumb knife? Twist. <laughs> uh, all right, anymore. Just alcohol. deal with it. But you, but you went to your friend's wedding. That was awesome. Yeah. For yeah. whatever that was worth. Yeah. A lot. Loyalty. It's yeah, loyalty. Loyalty. You're right. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're That's right. important. <laughs> hey, so here's, here's, the, here's the million dollar question. Knowing what you know now about this team and Ooh. the importance it takes in your life, might you have skipped that wedding? Oh, we're doing this. <laughs> Unless he listens to the pod, in which case you can give your safe answer. I don't know, man. That's a coin flip. Fair enough. Yeah. It's close, though. It's closer than yeah, it was. Yeah, it's close. Hmm. I mean, yeah. It's good. Other factors. Are so, by the time this gets released, um, the episode with Tway and Ty will already be out discussing, you know, their their time and their connection to you guys' family. But it's it's Los Angeles, it's Seattle, it's Texas. What was the fourth place? Boise. It was Seattle, Boise, Boise Texas, and back to L.A. So, among those places, <clears throat> what felt the most like home? Where where did you grow up? I was born and raised in East L.A. Um, born at Doctors Hospital. I don't even think it's there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, home is LA. And so you're in LA from age zero till you guys, you guys as a family moved to the first destination Seattle. was Seattle in the eighties. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I should take that. I was born and raised in LA, and that's where our family's at. Mm-hmm. But you know, really, home is where you make it. So mm-hmm. you know, we had to adjust to what we were doing. So. Seattle was home for five years. Boise was home for two years. Texas was home for five years, and we're back. New home. Yeah. And you know, being being here now, how much you you I think before you came on, we talked about you like live on the west side now in the marina, and you get to see 
this city be totally different from the city you left all those years ago? Like, what what do you miss about Los Angeles in in that period, and what do you like about the new Los Angeles? I like uh, about LA is the diversity. Like uh, when we were growing up, and we'd have a birthday parties, say, and we always had these way too elaborate birthday parties with clowns and magicians and all that stuff. We, our friends were diverse. And it's not like we had to meet a quota, like this is my, this is my Mexican part and this is my Asian friend yeah. and this is, it was just, you just make friends because, because of the diversity, mm-hmm. I think. That's who's around? Yeah. And, um, so that's real important, and uh, and what I used to, and that doesn't happen in the other states, by the way. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's because when we knew the importance of education, so we would um, look for school districts. You know, we had that that we we were traveling with the government, so we had a little bit of leeway of what we could do. But so we went to the school districts, and unfortunately, um, the better school districts were in the less minority neighborhoods right yeah. mm-hmm. so um, and and actually that was a good thing because it taught us that not everyone is diverse and then it makes you takes you out of your comfort zone and you have to kind of introduce people to your culture yeah. that wasn't so important in LA because I was just a Mexican in LA and that was good enough I didn't have to explain it yeah so in the different states um, that's what we were that's what we were exposed to and it's all it's all good it's all what you do when you learn and you expose yourself to other things so the LA now is it's the same way you know and the 3252 kind of shows you that you know it's a yeah it's just a diversity that makes it really do you ever like sit back and think it's wild to be in that stadium I mean East LA no matter where you're at in East LA it can't be more than a 10, 15 minute drive from Bank of California. Is it is it cool for you to be that close just to freak? Because you go to the games almost every week, right? When they're here. What the first year we didn't miss a game. Yeah. This season we had to miss a couple of games, but yeah, the first. So you get to go to that part of town. You get to like be around sort of your old neighborhood. Is that special? Is that cool? Is that a plus for not still living in those other cities? Um, I really, you know, I was telling Rich on the way down here, I didn't really get out of my neighborhood much. I wasn't one of those families where we would see things. I mean, I don't, uh, my husband was different. He talks about getting on the train and going with his family to the beach and, and going to games with his uh, dad at the, what, the Rose Bowl, did he say? Mm-hmm. you. I never did that. So I have a, I have no recollection of that. So it's that I can't connect with it that mm-hmm. way. Where did, he, where did he grow up? Where did he was, you go? Uh, Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights. Yeah, but so his family, are... for some reason, you know, they were second generation Mexican Americans, and uh, I don't know. My mom was first generation. No, she wasn't even a citizen. I should say so. She didn't have any desire, you know, she to uh, explore anything. So I can't. I'm not blaming them. Mm-hmm. It, it's just my existence. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. Now do you get to explore a lot more? Yeah, we try. We uh, When we moved to different states, we treated it like we were on vacation, so we would see all the spots, you know, because we knew we were temporary. And when we 
we came back, we started, we kind of got into that more, going to places where we didn't go, so. Rich, do you remember that? Like, exploring a lot of these other cities in that in that way? Yeah, they, they were good about the classic, you know, the zoo. Um, the locks. Yeah, the locks in Seattle, all the, the, the piers and all the typical touristy stuff. What we, I think what we dove into deeper back in L.A. is like the underground. So... I think if you're not a frequent traveler out of the gate and you take your first trip, you do everything a tourist does mm-hmm. and you don't really dive into what's that East Hollywood tie spot. And so I think the shift for us as a family, as we got back was then we were the young guys here in LA and we'd like, you know, mom and dad, let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go to K town. Like, cool. Let's do something uh, yeah. a little more interesting than what they were doing, which was their first phase one of the exploration. And we were like, all right, you, you, you threw some energy at us. So let's, let's go even deeper. So that was probably our, our family shift. And no, and then that's thing. what's fun. And then he's exactly right because now if they invite us to something, we go, mm. you know, we just go. And uh, they don't question anymore. No. <laughs> Man, it was tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get these fly jeans. I'm telling you, Fred Siegel and Melrose. He's like, My husband, not, not <laughs> me. He's like, get me out of here. I'm like, come on, man, yeah. trust me. Yeah. So you guys tried to, denim. You just tried to cool been. everybody up right away as soon as you I try, were... I try, I share. Mm. If I believe in it, I share. Yeah, it's called bossy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, share is good. We'll go with share for right now. So before I let go of the, those other cities, because we, we heard a lot about Austin and we now heard a lot of it about Seattle, like the one that's kind of like a wild card is Boise. Like Boise, to me, among those those options, that had to be, so was that the same amount of time, like a few years? There? Yeah, we were only there for two years. Two years. And uh, actually it was Boise or I believe it, uh, it was Boise or Fargo. So the choices. So the choice was Boise. Can you imagine? Boise is a better choice. You having some Fargo, North Dakota flavor? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know what that would have done to me. Thank God. Well, what did Boise do, do you think? What did Boise do to both of you guys? Skiing every weekend. It felt like living at the base of Mammoth. It was a vacation. It was a two-year For vacation. two years. So 45 minutes up the hill, Idaho skiing, outdoors, hoops, everything outside. It was it was kind of, it was a dreamy place for a young Float teenage Float the Boise kid. River. Yeah. I mean, we would actually leave them at the top of the river. Rafting, and meet them like at everything. the bottom. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that, you know, like... Yeah, so. wow. You got it lucky, man. You had kind of hit the jackpot with being able to go to all these places, and these guys having the attitude to, to go out and see things and do things. Well, but but I didn't want to go. I, you know, I again, I live vicariously through other people. When mm-hmm. we learned that my husband was going to get a transfer to Seattle, it was like, oh my gosh, there's not world outside of Montebello. We lived in Montebello then. There can't <laughs> be a world outside of Montebello. And uh, I went screaming and kicking, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, it was the best thing we ever did was leave leave mm. California for a while and just get exposure to yeah. other people and and you kind of learn and again this is probably some of the uh, richest thing of being able to bring people together when you are out of your comfort zone when you're out of, away from your family mm-hmm. you know you count on your family for holidays and all that kind of stuff and when you when you're away then you really have to kind of uh, bring other people in yeah. you know and, and you reach out more and that's how you know, like that's how you get to meet all these people and realize that there's not a lot of and diversity. Toy was one of those kids. Yeah. Oh so Toy was one of the kids Tway who was in high school. He had nowhere to go. And she, what, what these guys were good about is, you know, bring him in. You meet little Alex, bring him in. So these guys were, the house was always open. Um, so they were always uh, willing to kind of share what we had and, and bring more people to the table and pack it. Yeah, but it was also our need, my need, 
to bring people in to my life because mm -hmm. I was taken out of my comfort zone. And so when they were in college and stuff and during the holidays, you know, I did the traditional things just because I hung on to the tamale making. I actually make them. Gosh, that's a labor of love. Um, and it was like uh, for any holiday or any event, it was bring whoever needs a place to go. That's awesome. And it's just great memories. It's yeah. just, it's, you know, you think you're having fun, but you're making, like, great memories. I had no idea the impact I had on on Tway mm -hmm. or John Lukowski, mm -hmm. for that matter. I mean, you just don't know who you affect. Mm -hmm. You know, you just throw things out there to the universe, and you just don't know who you affect or why. So, I mean, you talked about kind of creating a home, regardless of what city you ended up in, and I think... Um, when we're coming straight off of the the Tui and Tai interview, where in a lot of facets their riches and um, their relationship in high school really led to how this club is presently constituted, right? Amazing. And so, in that the the building a home for these people who you know maybe from from distant parts and then bringing them together under maybe a roof, under maybe a meal, and maybe with one other hobby sport in particular, like that's a beautiful thing where it can lead to something really authentic and genuine happening because. It comes at the source. It comes from the table. It comes from a family. It comes from a, a, a mom and, and people embracing people together. And I could not get over that. I think Dewey, Sam, and I were all touching on that and being like, there are so many ridiculous circumstances that have to happen for that phone call to happen mm -hmm. when, when, when Henry's on the team and, and like all this was happening to, um, to see it come to fruition like this. And even what it looks like today is, is wild. But it comes from the fact that y'all had the, the personality to do that. For, for, for people. If you were not a cool mom, Tway would have never came over. That's right. And LAC would have been... Wouldn't exist. Would have been, uh, you know, I know. You owe it to me. That's right. No, I, I, I <laughs> it would have existed, but purple all, and green. Yeah. All, jokes, all jokes aside. Like alternate time, dark timeline yeah. stuff right no, there. Wait a oh minute, but I don't Shut see it. it in my checkbook. <laughs> I mean, how grateful are you? We're working. <laughs> Christmas card's coming. We'll go. <laughs> FC, FC Christmas no, card. All jokes aside, though, I do think that the... I think that there's a spirit of warmth and welcoming that exists in the yeah. world. Yeah. Oh, man. That was real from this. From even that feeling that you had when you left, I think that that's fair to say. Yeah. That that exists in the North End and, you know. The, the way that Twain was talking come, about, about it, you and that experience was really, really touching and heartfelt and beautiful. Just being like, I needed somewhere to be and they the door was always open and that was incredible for me to see. And that, you're right. I think in every way, the tailgates that happen here and the kind of camaraderie that happens around community. Like I remember the first, my first ever tailgate going to something like football related and someone just hands me like, he's like, did you, some like elderly Mexican lady was like, did you eat yet? Which is like the ultimate, that gets the Korean people like tears falling. Like, we're, we're from a war-torn country, man. Like we've been asked, our parents used to ask us, yeah, like, did you eat yet? Did you eat yet? And to have that be on a field with someone I don't know, it's like, that, that is the warmth that comes with it. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I, and I knew immediately when the first time I met Tway, we were standing on top of the North End deck. This was all just like coincidental. And I was with Hillary, who I've mentioned now. And, I was talking to her and, uh, you know, Thelma and myself and Hillary. And then all of a sudden Tway comes up and she had, like, they both, like, lit up. And, you know, it was, like, one of those those moments that you only treat someone like that when you've experienced these sort of, like, warm moments that we're talking about. Fam awesome. Family, family vibe. And, like, right below us, what was so cool was, like, that was the family vibe down there where mm. I have at least 100 stories even in the first two years of people I've brought to the first games or yeah. people I've seen who grow or people I've met who, like, had something similar. So that's pretty cool. Well, I love that guy. You're the mother of the North End. Was that was that feeling? Well, that's a bit <laughs> of a stretch. Can <laughs> <laughs> we get, can we get you a denim jacket or um, a tattoo <laughs> recommendation so we can just get that mother of the North End? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Mama. Mama. We'll, be, we'll be right back with the mother of the North End for the uh, <laughs> second segment. Take a break, y'all. Here with FCFC Pod with Thelma and Richard Roscoe, and we are talking some fun, some very fun and lively LAFC moments. They may have to do with uh, the team down south in Carson, but also I see a list of grievances that Thelma has printed out <laughs> for I, us. But um, we're, we're going to take it for as much as we make. <laughs> no, but before that, this is the first person who's ever showed up with a list of, of topics to talk about. So, all you future guests out there, ambitious future guests, future guests harboring the visions of one day coming on the podcast, you guys got to step your game up now. Get organized. We've got, we've got Thelma. We've got some organization happening. you got to bring your best. Take it away. So, um, LAFC. I look at it as a functional family. Nice. As a, uh, And in a functional family, you know, you're not all the same. You don't always agree. Some of you use bad language. <laughs> 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 you okay, Sam? <laughs> I'm good. She stared out into your, into your soul right there. And, and, and you don't kick him out for all those different things. <laughs> don't get rid of them. They're still in the house. You oh, love them man. unconditionally. Yeah. You know, and that's how I see LAFC. And so what I take out of it, um, first of all, you should have asked me, why do I listen to FCFC? I mean, yeah. I don't know. It was just, I don't even know how I started. Um, <laughs> Why FCFC? It wasn't the first episode. You, you had to have no, started No, it like was just random. I can't, maybe Rich said, oh, I know. It started with the one Rich because I do anything Rich. So you oh, had okay. him on Rich, uh, the hype, right? The hype man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the hype. I actually listened to FCFC to try to learn something. Not necessarily about Sam and all his issues. Sexcapades. <laughs> but <laughs> but a little, if I get a little bit of something from each podcast I'm I'm happy with it. and sometimes mm. it's soccer and sometimes it's not right and, sure and so um, a couple of your favorites that's that's what I was going to say I think my all time favorite now was a, I don't mean okay no, say, not all time favorite yeah the one that I enjoyed was your recent one with the girls mm. yeah okay and I don't know if they could have told you guys any clearer that the 3252 is not a dating app mm. <laughs> Wow. They are there to enjoy the game, just like you guys are there to enjoy the game. Absolutely. And that's what I took out of that one. Uh-huh. Right? So I don't know. I, I, Carla was there, right? Yeah, yeah. Carla and was again, there. And again, Carla wouldn't know me from anything, but um, I don't know who the other girls were. But but that's what I got out of it, is that... I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty much the underlying... Go, they just want to go and have fun and watch the games, and they really don't care what you guys think of them, and they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And they also seem to be um, really into the women's soccer, you know, the equal pay thing. I think that's really, really cool. And uh, but one thing I, I, I'm wondering if you guys noticed, do you know that the have you noticed that the women's soccer games are shorter than the men's? Ooh, I have not noticed that. You want to know why? Ooh, drop it. Because Tell. the Please girls say. don't fall and whine and run. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And pretend they're injured, and yeah. 20 minutes later we have up. more time. Yeah. The left hand so the girls are just there to play ball. 
Mm. Damn, we're all of us here like, huh? Yeah, like, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> That's very well said. God, That's wow, incredible. We just got roasted. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, that, that, was, that was one that I really enjoyed. And, and again, that's what I got out of it. Yeah. And then people are more cerebral than you think. You know, like uh, Ben Chi. Yeah. He's, uh, he seems very quiet. And I mean, I, I want his book. There's yeah, same here. Wrong I want monster. the book. I'm still waiting on that book, Chief. I want an, uh, hey, it's about me today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want an autograph book. I mean, uh, that yeah. was really cool. And he made up a, and this is a question for him. It would be like, you made up a soccer team. Why? Like, yeah. why do you, I don't get it. Sure. But you're so into it. I, it just intrigues me to to see that, right? And and then there was that uh, Caposal and his paninis. Yeah. But oh my gosh, now we're talking cooking, you know, because you guys are so random. I never know what you're going to be end up talking Very about, random. especially you when you start ranting. <laughs> and that's me pointing at Sam. <laughs> For the listeners, <laughs> just in case y'all didn't know. Uh, you know, and he talks about this book. So I go to Google and see Panini and I, you know, so, you know, you just learn all those little tidbits and then you get into the personal part of it. And, and that's what I find interesting. Yeah. And then I also, um, like, uh, I, I go on YouTube also, and, mm-hmm. I, and I look at those little blurbs that they have on personal stories. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you see these heartbreaking stories where moms bring their kids because they feel safe and accepted. And, my gosh, my favorite one was the Turbinators. I mean, yeah. that was so <laughs> cool. You know, I mean, that was just heartwarming. Yeah. And... Uh, and that's what I mean by a, a functional family. You know, we're not all alike. And and, uh, and I consider myself a part of that family, though I'm afraid to go into the 3252 because I can't handle the beer and stuff. But it takes a lot to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she bad down her hair. This is incredible. Um, but, yeah, it's a functional family. And, again, my grandkids go there, my little ones. And I feel, I'm, you know, it's not to say that it's utopia. You know, there's always going to be some yep. moron that's right, there. Right. But it's just kind of a safe, safe place, it seems like. And mm-hmm. I've heard that from some of your, uh, like Carlson, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Bob Carlson. Mm-hmm. It was his, uh, his memory with his taking his little guy. And yeah. then you see, I don't know. And again, I don't know if this is what other teams do. Uh, when the, At the end of the game, when the players have started bringing out their kids and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. If that happens at other teams, that's fine. But... This is my first experience, so it's very heartwarming because my family means so much to me. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. That's awesome. What I, what I would like to say is I also have lots of good memories of coming up and walking over the north end and seeing all you guys. Sometimes I bug you and sometimes I come say hi, but I always see you guys all sitting up there. I know for a while you guys also sat down down on the, the half. I right? was, we, oh, wow, those were the best seats ever. So <laughs> this, is, this is rich. Uh, before the team, before a stadium, before anything, he goes, Mom, Dad, you gotta gotta buy season tickets, you know, and his dad has always believed in him. Uh-huh. I mean, not so much. And <laughs> I, well, I believe in him, I just, it takes me a little more to come around. So to no. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm kind of, no, there's no team, just in case you haven't noticed, there's definitely not a stadium, uh-huh. you know. And so we bought center pitch, first row. Wow. Big club, first row. Yikes. Wow. So little did I know that that was just going to open up a whole new, whole new world to me. Because I was sitting there with my other favorite uh, seatmate, and that would be Julie. Mm. Uh, shout out to my Julie who puts yeah. up with my rich. Um, 
And um, thank you, Julie. Yeah, thank you, Julie. <laughs> and uh, just as a side note, if Julie Julie can't sing, so the Star Spangled Banners has always been a real challenge for us. But we pretend we lip sync. <laughs> but we were able to, you know, being that close to the field, right? Uh, say things to the opposing team that we probably shouldn't have said. But you know, yeah. you have that. Swear but, jar, swear jar. Yeah, and uh, no, not no, Gun. no. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> like, just get up, baby. You're not hurt. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And um, and so, and what was the trick was is that Julie would say those things first. I would say them, and then they would look up maybe and see Julie, and of course they're not going to say anything to her. And I look like this little old lady that wouldn't say anything like that so that was fun <laughs> and then I got really uh, confident and I bought uh, on Amazon my my cards my yellow and red cards mm -hmm. and so wow the, so the the refs would come you know that's where they stretch because yeah. we're right by the she's right in front of the v, VAR TV <laughs> yes so they're on TV every time we yeah. go to bar yeah. <laughs> so um, so the refs you know that's where they stretch and stuff and and uh, i uh, Julie, talk to the ref, call the ref, get his attention. And so, of course, if Julie speaks, you know, their little eyes light up, mm -hmm. this pretty blonde girl looking at them. And, and I told him, you know, if you need any help, I'm here for you. I held up my cards and yeah, you know, they look at the little, you know, so. It started with a gum wall in Seattle. Now yeah. it's full-fledged hooligan <laughs> behavior out here yeah. in the stands. <laughs> and I just get a close-up of all those healthy, young athletes. Yeah, fun. yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Real, just healthy all And around. on that note, let's see, can I do this? Yeah. Speaking of healthy young athletes. What's, up? What's uh, happening right now? about to flex right now. Oh. So, to a guy across the table. Oh! Oh! oh. just a really good Lauren Simon authentic yeah. season one kid right here. Off his back, not from the store. Oh! oh. <laughs> Emotional ties there. This, this is the this jersey is he wore for our very first photo shoot with the club because yes. that one turned into a Simon fan. Yes. So as she uh, listened to Sam's rants, how do you feel when you hear about Sam talk about your Simon? It really annoys the. Annoys you can say it. Say it. It really annoys me, Sam. <laughs> Tell Sam right now. You got him in the backyard. Get him. He's uh, cornered. I mean. I've never seen him I'm, squirm I'm, in this. This way. is not your time. This right. is this is not your time You're to right. write. To get punished. Yeah. So Sam, ask some ask some questions. Come on. What what about? I mean, let's just, let's do some deductive reasoning on this right here. Do you, do you not feel abandoned? Yes, but that's okay. It's a functional family. <laughs> she loves you. She loves Sam. Someone. Another one. <laughs> Hit me with another one. I mean. Have you What's heard you? his beautiful accent? Yeah, I hate it. No, see, <laughs> you're not very cultured. No. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Sam, this is a culture podcast. Yeah. Come on, you're a host. This is good, Sam. Your turn. Go. Okay, it goes. I Another mean, question. With families, Ooh, people can cool. leave whenever they want. That's called abandoning your family. Mm. But they don't get to come back in and still have any type of where's, emotional weight where, anymore. Where's the love? Why not? Because the love left when he abandoned. Yeah, well, mom. You don't know the circumstances. Mm, kind of do. Probably don't know the full spectrum of things, but... You really nobody. don't care. I don't. <laughs> because I'm the one that got abandoned. I don't have to care about why he did it. It's Just because someone steals for their family doesn't make you the right thing to do. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, is this Les Mis all of a sudden? <laughs> What's going on? You need 
therapy. <laughs> you need That's anger okay. therapy. We're, <laughs> we're actually in this therapy is, yeah, right this now. Is our therapy. <laughs> this is our therapy. Yeah, this is our weekly therapy. The this tough is thing, Sam, is you're talking to a Saman fangirl, so anything yeah. you say. I know. <laughs> I know. There's no way around it. There's no oh, way around it. I want to stay in this a little longer. Let's keep going. You know what's so funny? It's like bagging on Bieber if you're a Bieber fangirl. Bieber. When I first thought that Saman was going to be a discussion, I actually thought it was because she also didn't like Saman. Oh, no, no, no. I already knew. She 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 had an energy. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was gonna get like the you know the head nod of like approval, but she gave me a little head tilt, and I was like, oh, this is gonna go in a different direction. <laughs> but you know what? That that goes back to how, again, the, that the the culture part of it. I've been privileged to meet some of the players, and who would know that I would ever get to do that? You know, um, and so when you get to meet them as humans you know mm-hmm. like just real people uh it's just changes everything you know it just changes everything and uh, plus have you heard his cute accent <laughs> okay. so was he your favorite player that you met no. in terms of the, the personal interaction because that's an interesting an interesting little little road to go down here no can i tell the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um it my meeting uh simon and his that's not the pandulsa man right it is the Pandulta Men at night? Yeah, maybe yeah. the horn's... Maybe the horn's not working today. Wow. He'll, he'll, um, he'll be... When I met uh, Simon and his family, it was just really special. His mother-in-law was with him and his kids were with him, and that was just really, really cool. And But I have to say that something that Steve Betashore did will just touches my heart, like, forever and ever. And... Uh, I, yeah. So let's see if I could do this without crying. Do you, can I make you cry? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were, um, my husband's been ill. We had a rough year and everything's good, which is great. And our first game back, uh, Rich and Larry probably arranged for us to sit on the field. Uh, and that's where the people that don't really watch the game sit. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> so we're sitting there and the game's over and I see... Um, Betashore running in this direction, you know, towards us. Like he was way at the other, he was at 3250 North End. Yeah. And we were at the opposite end. And I see Betashore running towards us. And then I see Rich running, which was really sad because I haven't seen him run, run like that. <laughs> I don't see Rich don't run. run. And, you know, the people around us, and I don't know which celebrity types they were that day, but, you know, you could see them going, oh, you know, guy, they're coming over here. Uh. And, Steve uh, went up to my husband and hugged him and wished him well and was glad he was there and and it was just like that that was just like the most special thing he's ever done you know so uh, so after the game we were at the close to getting towards center pitch and he said is your dad back and it was the first game he got back from, mm-hmm. a, from our- a nine months of battling cancer and uh, he's like where is he I was like, they're in field suite one. He goes, let's go. And he just started running, so I had to chase. And then uh, uh, Blessing was running with them. Yeah. So <laughs> the team was like, jumped in the train. <laughs> kept running with us all. Like, we were doing just something. Just people running. He's like, like, oh, that doing something really cool. Yeah, and he came and hugged him too. And so, you know, that, that's what I mean by the personal thing. You learn these yeah. personal things about people, and it's like, oh. And you know. I had the perspective of running behind him, and when – all the people in Chelsea won. What she was saying is that other people, there's some celebrities in there, they were thinking that Beta and Latif were running to, you know, whoever these guys were in there, and they went right down the middle to where my dad was. And my dad was even shocked because they had to process why 
like they're coming closer and closer and closer. Like, oh my god, they're coming to see me, and then they give you a big hug. Mm. Um, so that that was a pretty yeah. special moment. Wow. So that's what I mean by getting to to know people and, and learning Just about. Don't them. bag on beta, Sam. Yeah. yeah, no, I love that. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I will. You're, you're very wishy-washy. Yeah. So. Oh no, 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 no! If you if if you fight with me till the end and give me till the end of the season, where you ask for that captain's arm, oh man. gosh, this is not your rant time again. <laughs> go on, Sam. Go on, Sam. <laughs> then by all means, you'll forever be in my heart, and I'll forever love you. But if you wanna wuss out halfway through because you couldn't get a contract extension when you were playing like crap, sorry, buddy. Oh my gosh. This guy doesn't learn. <laughs> but you know what? I, it's There's funny no because cookies for you next. I, I respect the... I'm going to freeze those and save for them. <laughs> I respect I respect Sam's strong opinions. I respect the strong opinions like of... This, that's like the sporting... The beauty of like following a team when you don't get to know the players actually is like that you can... You can like see them as part of this thing but as soon as you cross the threshold and you actually meet them... Yeah. It's really it's, hard. It's hard. Because it's, it's, you do see them as more people. And they deserve to be seen as more than just, you know, athletes, despite <laughs> the benefits that sometimes come with being a professional athlete. Um, but, yeah, I think I've had, you know, never anything close to that. But just constantly being around the players, I have a hard time. Remember when we would talk about Simone and stuff, I'm like, yeah, but every time I interviewed him, he was a pretty cool dude, and he'd have things to say that I thought he were He just liked his accent, too. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he's just got a cool accent. Well, because I know he's listening. Love you, Simone. Oh! <laughs> oh! Miss, you. Miss you. Wish you well. Oh, man. Well, I do think that there's an, another story that you've got uh, somewhere in your pocket that hopefully you and Sam can, can we can resolve this this tension <laughs> in the backyard. We'll agree on something. There is a darkness over the table right now. I just want to say it's, it's when we, I'm just going to drink there. it away. When we had, when we had our, our break, uh, Rich looked at me and he's like, oh, she's got a galaxy story, too. Ask her oh, about the galaxy story. Oh, my gosh. Gosh. That this is the best story ever. I mean, I am. This one I'll take to my grave. So we went to the Galaxy game, and uh, at the and again, my kids are there, and my grandkids are there. So you know, that's why I was there. Not this is because in Carson, the away game. Oh, in okay. Carson, the one this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we are um, at the end of the game. The fans are celebrating, and I'm up on the second floor watching them go by thinking okay good for them they won you know that's fine and so right over the the concourse there's a little deck with the uh the suites uh where they have their suites so she's gotcha. like at at disneyland so to speak just kind of like looking at everybody walk by mm-hmm. yeah and i was standing next to it was uh lafc Kristen and lafc christian and then me and mm-hmm. i don't think they were decked out in any particular heavy lafc gear you know and of course me i probably didn't have anything on because i'm such a chicken thinking am i going to live through this game <laughs> so uh <laughs> so you know the fans are celebrating and i'm watching them and I'm thinking good for you and, and this guy <laughs> this guy uh made eye contact with me and he gave me the finger what to my mom oh my I mean, god gray haired Old ladies sitting up there, probably smiling because they were having fun, sharing in their joy, kind of, sort of, you know, wow. I'm not a bad loser. And uh, and I looked at him and it was like, what? <laughs> she was like confused. And yeah. then he did it again. And then. Uh, bad, bad man. Then, what a piece sad of, galaxy man. No. What a piece of poop. <laughs> no, See, and I'm then, censoring myself for you so, today. <laughs> You're a so big poopy good. head, yeah. sir. <laughs> a big old cock-a-poo-poo. <laughs> Go on, Thelma. So by the third flip off, I kind of went like this. And I was mouthing, 
loser. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> so she started talking. And Poop it's back. only because I didn't want to do that. Uh, sure. Because that was not, you know, I'm representing LAFC Rich Mom, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so he, his eyes like bulged out of his head. And the next thing I knew, he was doing two handed. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, my mom. What? To me. Piece and of and bag. so, you know. It's really so hard kept, not to cuss right so now. So I kept looking at him going, then I went, loser. <laughs> double loser. <laughs> two hands. She's, two hands. She's, she's throwing up her hands right now for those who can't see, throwing up the double O. West side, let's go. <laughs> And it was just amazing. It was just, I mean, I, who does that to an old lady? Galaxy you know? fans. Yeah, trashy yeah, Galaxy, Galaxy fans. fans. Yeah, Galaxy. You're, you're really not going to cuss? I got to do it for you. You fucking cuck, dude. I can't believe you're doing this shit to th- <laughs> Yo, What the fuck? I've already said enough bad oh things in front God. of Delvin today. I'm already on thin ice, oh and I have a lot of girth and weight to me. I'm not good on thin ice, buddy. Oh, man. <laughs> now I'm crying, dude. I'm angry, I angry tears. I called him a big old caca bro. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I don't think that really captured uh, the sound. I'm about though. the pee-pee. <laughs> Screw like, that guy. I feel like we're missing You're not very nice, buddy. Let's find him. And and the thing is, is I'm not saying all of the Galaxy fans are like that i mean i have you know that's yes you are yeah no 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 no, i'm not because i know one that's not that's my neighbor court oh he's a nice guy he's He's a nice nice guy guy. you haven't seen him after a few beers at we actually we actually took him to a game at the lafc and he was very cool he didn't wear any galaxy gear Uh and uh very proper when they dutch guy when they Uh, scored he didn't do Anything. He didn't celebrate. Very respectful. He was very, very respectful. So I'm not saying thank it's a you, blanket Court, thing. Thank you, Court, for being so mm-hmm. yeah, thank you, Court. Um, but you know, it's it was it was unreal. That's pretty crazy. What? Yeah. And, and, old, and oh. in the in the whole opposite though is like when the galaxy was at our stadium. I was walking around with Rich. If you guys haven't ever had the opportunity to walk the field with Rich, you need to do that because he's like in turbo mode. <laughs> but um, it's when. Uh, he it's he went up to some of the galaxy folks that were sitting right in the front and he welcomed them. He was welcoming them and said have a good time and you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And then there happened to be some uh, couple and are in the next to us. So you know I learned from him and I welcomed them to the and I said don't be afraid nobody's gonna hurt you and I said and the team stores open if you want to go purchase your LAFC gear. That's right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that was my uh, that's my. Galaxy. <coughs> I love that story. I never Wait. want to spend money at that stadium again. No, never again. Hurt <clears throat> him with your wallet. That talk talk to us about Rich. You're, you're walking through the field. Galaxy's here at LAFC Stadium, and are you? Because um, in tr- terms of like people that I know, they'd be doing this um, dis- like disingenuously. You know, they'd be smiling, but with a knife behind their back and just being like, "I hope you have a great time here." But you, in this in this case, what what is that that sentiment? You're you're in your, your mindset. You want to welcome people as a host in the stadium. Yeah. How does that feel? By uh, my first filter is uh, I want to read if they're an arrogant Galaxy fan, okay, or if they're a generous Galaxy fan. And Court, my parents' neighbor, is a super cool guy. Um, I supported them for years. I got respect for that. Uh-huh. And, you know, he came to our stadium and he was chill and he was not antagonizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the minute I smell uh, the arrogant, that's when I, I'm not nice. LFC rich. <laughs> so the people I, right. I was welcoming, I'm sure, were just super Couples, generous people yeah. and Good folk. You know, props to them. And they wanted yeah. to see a big game. And I want to make sure they knew that there were friendly faces in the stadium and right, that right. let's all have a great time. And and uh, you know, fire inside, but beers outside is what I always say about the rivalry. But I can smell pretty quick if you're an arrogant Galaxy it, fan. It, it's not like those clowns that destroy our stadium. Oh, those man. guys are just idiots. But um, clowns since '86. But you know what's funny is in both of their responses, I sense also a little bit of like 
And I also know that if I welcome them the right way, they really might go over to the team store and buy some of the black and gold stuff. Because they're like, actually, this, sta- this stadium's a lot closer to my house. And actually, the stadium's a lot more fun. And actually, this team's, like, a lot better. Uh, maybe I might have to see what, what those hats are looking like in the store. That's how it looked pretty good. Like I think secretly, like- which is also kind of like, eh, I'm also trying to read the third thing, which is like, is this a, a flipper? Are they going to flip? <laughs> We're black and gold missionaries. <laughs> sometimes there's, you sometimes there's a native stuff like that. Sometimes Our friends already think we're in a cult. <laughs> sometimes there's a native that you you can't convert. You're like, get out of here. So that's what in MLM, you know, the nice little pyramid schemes. You call the bad apples. You have to separate them from the rest of their yeah. friends. Jesus, I hate how well versed you are in that right now. <laughs> that explains a lot about you and why I'm freaking following. Wait, isn't the Galaxy shirt sponsored MLM? I have no idea. Yep. Let's go, baby! Wasn't like half Herbalife. of the, weirdly enough in Oh yeah, Herbalife. Yeah, isn't man. like half of MLS were for a while there. Like a lot of the shirt sponsors were multi-level marketing. I think like Life Vantage, the Salt hey, one. Hey, you get suckered into one. And Advocare, the one. Great for learning sales skills. That's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh? Do you have a history with with one? Oh, oh. Jesus. You, wanna, you wanna throw it out there? Yes, yeah. throw it out there. You don't have to throw out the company, but you tell a little about the experience, Slim. I mean, let's not even let's not even open that. What? Like what is this? Come on, this is therapy uh, for you. It's, it's not you a, gotta open it's up. Not a very interesting here. story. It's you can't throw the company out. You have a lot of yeah, not interesting stories. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> don't let that, don't let let's that go. stop you. What was the company? Um, well, it started off as like it was a plastic water bottle that had like this ball in it that would pH your water, and then it seemed like the pyramid that I was with got either bought out or you know recruited by another company called Nona V mm-hmm. which was like an acai like take two shots a day and it's like taking however many you see Josh already knows what it is he was in your pyramid into uh, his sweater deep yeah. into but his anyways, yeah, I was there for. So you were selling water bottles first and then you went to acai mm-hmm. and you didn't question where you, how you got from water bottles I to still acai. made money and then all my friends <laughs> were like I'm not making any money and I was like alright fine <laughs> let's we'll get stop. out of here yeah. <laughs> why am I in a Corvette right now this is wild <laughs> but honestly like as far as learning sales sure. skills like there's nothing <laughs> They're literally selling hopes and dreams. So if you're yeah. just selling an idea and hopes and dreams, you better be damn good at selling it. And they're pretty good at selling stuff. <laughs> For my Korean shout out, Glister Toothpaste, you motherfucker. You hey, have my wow. first 20 years Glister of my toothpaste. orthodontic health in, in mind. Hey, Jesus Koreans Christ. go hard for, like, the, the little MLMs and churches and stuff. This it's is terrible. I hate that you're a part of that. It's like I'm really rethinking a lot of what I'm committed to. It's all right, to. dude. I don't really like you that much either. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, why don't we take another break? Tea time! And we'll come back with some tea. Beauty. Beauty. We are back in the backyard (laughs) with Thelma. Tea time with Dweez. Tea time. We've got two teas because Thelma was not only excellent enough to come up with a ton of compliments to tell us about our own podcast. Which and disagreements. And disagreements. <laughs> She's coming with the fire. Yeah. She also came with gifts. Hey. Delicious cookies that have coconut. What, what, what else? Coconut oil. Coconut oil. Coconut oil. Yeah, these, these were amazing cookies. And then she also brought me an oolong tea from Vietnam, hey. which I will be drinking with these guys. We're also drinking a white tea tonight. So we got a couple teas on hand. We got a couple more... 
topics to talk about with these guys while we've got them in the back. And um, Thelma, I'm gonna do something I've never really done before. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you start asking the questions. Oh. I'm gonna I, I know that you've got as as I don't think she needed permission, but can, can as you, arguably our most nice loyal listener. Yeah. I, I will think say so. that. I and I so. and I say that because from the first time I met her and she started, you know, naming these things that were in episodes and I could tell like she was genuine. And I talked to Rich, Rich was like, no man, my mom really listens to your podcast. And then I started meeting her. And then I and then I invited her and she and she was like, Well, if I come, can I say as many F bombs as Slim? That was <laughs> the first thing she said about it when I first met her. And I was like, Well, yes, you can. But then I also could tell that like I was like, Oh wait, she she's really interested and she really wants to come on. And I was really excited. And I'm super happy that you decided to come. So I want to give you the chance to also do something no one's ever done before on the pod. Just ask us questions or ask Rich questions well, for I'm the world of LAFC. Remember, this is like a, we had Jay Z in Lincoln Park with that crazy mashup. This is the FCFC pod mashup with Thelma. Hey. This is huge. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but okay, that's good. That sounds, that sounds cool, though. <laughs> sounds really cool. Grill them. Well, yeah, I, so I have some questions for you. First of all, like I said, what I find interesting is learning about you personally and uh, your. Nicknames for the first part was the most interesting thing for me. But I've seen you now. I I know I get it. I get the Jesus and the Lee thing, and, <laughs> and I get the Slim thing over there. Yeah. And Dwee's that was you know I get it now. So, but my question to you is: you have you've had other lives before LAFC, obviously. Uh, so this is my question to each of you: Why Dwee's? FCFC. Why are you doing this? Ooh, why FCFC? Of course she flips the rich question mm. of why LAFC. <laughs> why FCFC? Am I going to jump it off, boys? Jump it off. All right. Um, I think, uh, yeah, things happen uh, where... <laughs> where We're off to a profound do, do. start. Where you, get pushed, where you get pushed in certain directions. <laughs> and I don't feel super comfortable with the sound of my own voice i have a hard time sometimes listening re-listening to the podcast when you know we're doing editing or whatever but as someone who tells stories and listens to horn honks for a living i also you know realize that it's cool to challenge yourself and try new things and when i realize that the people the good people of los angeles don't always read the things that i write on the internet and elsewhere i uh i realize hey i should give it a shot Thankfully, I met two guys that I got along with early on, and right around the same time, I was thinking about starting a podcast or be doing more podcasts. Um, they asked me to be the guest on their podcast, their first mm-hmm. podcast, and I was like, that's funny. I was thinking about starting one myself, and I had interviewed them uh, and started hanging out with them a little bit, but it just kind of happened that way, and so for me, even including all of my writing career, from the first thing I've ever written for a publication, it always happened. I never like thought I was going to be a writer. I emailed a, an editor at my college newspaper, like, why don't you guys ever write rap reviews? And they're like, why don't you write them? And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> okay. So like I did. And every single good thing that's happened has come more from that direction rather than me forcing something. Like it's happened in a way that there was like less resistance, even including Rich when Rich really wanted me I guess that article I wrote for Howler was just something I had to get out. I would drive around thinking about this new club and what it could be, you know, December, January, February of early 2015. And I was just like, I got to write something. And I pitched somebody to write a top 10 list of 
you know, what I thought LAFC could be called Dear LAFC, I Love You, Don't Mess It Up. <laughs> and uh, it was all those things. And, and from there, I wouldn't have expected I would have written, written as much about the club. I'm not a sports journalist by trade, but now I've gotten to do that for a couple of years. And for me, my heart's always in the culture. So all the stories and all due respect to Bob and Beta and, and the players who I think are interesting in their own right, I've always felt interviewing Josh and Sam and Julio and Rich was they're as interesting, if not more interesting. Um, and I have as much as good of a time interviewing all those people, you know what I mean, as as I do what happens on the field because those things ebb and flow, but culture's kind of forever. So yeah, and it's been fun. And again, that's I think that's a big part of FCFC is that you're learning about all the different people that make yeah. it what it is. What about you guys? Okay, Sam. Oh. Um, without, let's see if you can. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we can get through this without some profanity. Um, I think I had just, I had fallen in love with podcasts <clears throat> a while ago. Um, and I had, I wanted to start one with actually, uh, Chi. Um, but he, he told me that he has an HR now. <laughs> so uh, he has to be a little more careful and I was like hey, smart well, forget careful like I don't want that version um, then I started to think about you know other people you know what, what am I doing the most with my life right now which was LAFC and the community that we, we were part of um, and instead of finding someone that was a little more similar to me in the way you know we express ourselves like like Ben uh, I, I was like alright who's the exact opposite with like how how they speak and, you know, just the way we go about things. So right next to me was Josh. The frat boy. That's a deep cut. Um, yeah, frat boy <laughs> Josh. Exact opposite of me because I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> true, 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 true. But yeah, I, I thought, you know, all right, let's find someone that's more sophisticated that can articulate probably the things that I would want to say, but... You know, I don't have the words for it. Uh, then we started to, to brainstorm together about how to, you know, who our first guest would be. And then we remembered, you know, the, the short interview we gave Dweez that turned into like a five page essay about Koreatown history. And yeah. we were like, let's get into that guy's head. <laughs> we learned about a lot of we learned things about Korean culture through his article. Like, it's wild. It's incredible. That's how third he was. Um, but yeah, it's, it, and from there, it kind of snowballed into what it was. You know, Dweez said it before, recording inside, uh, recording in his place. Um, I don't know that we've ever said that on a record. Have we ever said that on the actual podcast? We just have told people that, oh, right? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we used to, we have, like, episodes that you'll never hear that we, I don't think I even really heard the whole way through. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's kind of like we said earlier. It's kind of become our therapy session. Like whether we're we're ecstatic about you know great great win or you know pissed off about you know a draw or a loss or something that might have happened in the north end. This is where we come weekly to to just kind of talk for two hours and you know not think about anything else, but just kind of whatever we feel like talking about back here. And prior to LAFC. What was I doing? I don't even know how this all came about. Well, it was you, literally Ben started working for LAFC. He called me and said, "Hey, my VP of marketing wants to to meet VP with of you." Marketing. 
and, uh, what an understatement. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, we had some Korean barbecue. Um, and like you said, Rich is a used car salesman that won't, you know, skip out on details, but he'll make sure you leave with the car. Mm-hmm. Um, he got us hyped up for it. Um, it didn't make any sense to me. Like, you know, we always talk about it. We're, we're oppressed Koreans. We don't know how to, like, turn up for no reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so so just like the Instagram stories of Ben posting, like, rallies and smokes being popped off and styrofoam skull heads and, you know, all these things. And I was like, wait, all right. So, like, you know, then you Google in LAFC and it's still just an idea. And then Rich comes in and sells us on that idea. Pretty much... He was the new Mona V. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Um, I am a salesman. I was in the cannabis industry, but I uh. am contemplating <laughs> what I... Is that what you've been smoking? Uh, no, not oh, today. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the, that company has dissolved. So now I'm just... Might, well, might be getting into something else soon. We'll see. We'll see what the next chapter holds. You're, you're born and raised in L.A.? Uh, yes, born at Torrance uh, UCLA Hospital. Born and raised in Cerritos. Single? Yep. Okay. Very single, ladies. Where yes. are you at? Pay attention, girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop paying attention Wait. to Josh only, damn it. <laughs> That's actually not happening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but born and raised in Cerritos. Kind of like you guys, I left for a while. And that yearning of bringing people in and, you know, figuring out how to create or become part of communities elsewhere kind of made me fall in love with the whole idea of community. Well, you know, us coming from a Korean background, which likely means if you're from L.A., you came up in a church background. So that's the first community we're part of. Then you go to school. Then, you know, leaving, doing that whole thing. Uh, I was part of a missions organization, so being in an area that was very diverse, meeting people from um, Haiti to Vanuatu to Samoa, to, you know what I mean? Like, you, you meet people from everywhere and you, you kind of, you fall, fall in love with the idea of people and community. And that's kind of, you know, you harp, harped on those strings and here we are today. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, Lee? Um, <laughs> see. Why FCFC? So I'm, I'm really new to supporters culture, and um, I think uh, I was really first excited to talk about um, football or soccer with anyone who, who, who loved it the way that I did. And I think you can tell right away when we kind of speak the same language after a while, regardless of what language you speak. And um, that was really incredible. I think that was the first high that I got, which is like, let's just talk about soccer, international soccer, club soccer, and everything that's intrinsic within the crest design and all that stuff. And that really charged me. And I think the second part of it was really, um, I've always, um, I've always been a big proponent and supporter of what my friends did. I think I, I um, that makes me the most happy and that gives me the most joy when my friends are succeeding and they reach a certain platform, they reach a certain level where um, they've 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 certain reached certain acclaim, and that gives me an like a, an intense amount of happiness always. And so um, I think. The community building naturally is that, right? Because you share in each other's, you know, wins and even defeats in that way. And so um, when um, our supporter group in Koreatown came together and we talked about not only the Korean national team, but how do we make this thing um, 
valuable for Los Angeles and Koreatown in general. I think that really kind of sparked what uh, what I was interested in. And then meeting these guys and Sam and Dweez was really, um, you know, it was first they are talking, being able to talk in the same, the, the what I wanted to talk about my entire life, but never really found a partner to do that with. I found these guys and they were they're doing so. And then I have this this pretty selfish, I think it's, it's weirdly selfish and self-centered belief that like the people around me are, incredible and amazing and they're around me for a reason and so when they were excited about doing a podcast or doing a supporter group i was like how do i help how do i join and how do i how do i contribute and i think that was really um inherent in a lot of the things that we, we talked about first and seeing this thing grow and you know it was this weird like and we're all nas fans here it was like a, it was written kind of thing where the fans the the fact that we can um we take not only soccer culture, but take it to a, an, an extra level, a, a depth of it that we didn't see before that I don't think was available before. And especially with kind of our backgrounds, like I thought that was a beautiful thing that we could meet together every week. And it didn't end up becoming a sort of like a therapy session that I do look forward to every single week. You know, it is this podcast we talk about a lot is one of the most consistent things in our lives. Every Tuesday or Wednesday, single we Single boys. Up. Yeah, the single boys come together. <laughs> except for doing... Thank you, Sachi. It's like card, it's like card night. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's cool, though, because yeah. once again, like, this is your family. Yeah, you, absolutely. You know, like, this is family, and you guys are going to go on to have this memory forever, and it's very special. Yeah. You know, you got to hit them with the surprise. Make them think you're shallow, and then give them the layers. Yeah. And that's not a fat joke. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is the Josh is the emerging leader. Josh is a leader, man, and uh, we've had a lot of chats about about your journey and the fact that you even have the instincts to sit at this table and be about it and be committed. I'm sure has given you a lot, um, a lot of a lot of uh, momentum to to lead and, and uh, to create change and go for it and get your get your voice out there because. Uh, I'm sure you were you were on the sidelines for a while every now and then, yeah. and now you're realizing that you know every one of us, and that's the club 101, has had to step up at some time. It's all of us stepping up that's created this. Um, but I, I acknowledge you guys for stepping up and being consistent with us because you're giving a platform for all these incredible stories. And how would you have ever dreamed that that Mama O would be a hardcore listener every single episode? And if she's doing this, there's hundreds, if not thousands more in your future that are going to appreciate what you guys are doing and bringing these stories to life. Yeah. Boom. I, I, for one, never thought, I wasn't sure that we would make it week, weekly, like from, you know. Me either, dude. That, I mean, yeah, coming weekly, that's tough to anything, whether it's, you know. Was in a bowling league before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even that, you know, you got to prepay and everything, but it's not easy to make it every week. And yeah, man, it just goes to show. I mean, how do you feel about making it every week? You were actually the first one to say this is probably the, the most consistent thing in our lives outside of LAFC. Yeah. 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 That was a question. Traumatic pause. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about all my personal issues. <laughs> That was quite the dramatic pause, just, Josh. You just started walking away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, there's, there's no place and no people I'd rather be with right now. So this is, is a good place for me. It's a good place for us. You could feel it. You yeah. Know, as a, somebody who's never seen you guys together, you could really feel it. So that's, that's very cool. And I think a lot of uh, the 3252 are feeling it. And that's why uh, 
It took me a couple weeks of very uh, slow jabs to, you know, encouragement that <laughs> that she has a uh, she has something to say about this whole journey because you you've experienced it just like all of us have, and uh, and she committed. So I'll acknowledge you for uh, being on your first podcast and going Yay. for it, Mom. I'm taking an Uber. She took her Uber. <laughs> you still owe me. We're All paying for this expensive Uber. Don't worry. We're going to record a follow-up episode, and we're going to Uber to you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, call your moms right now. Tell them you love them. Tell them you appreciate them. And we'll see you all in a couple weeks. FCFC. 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 FCFC.